Hey TRB fans, it's James here, and I just wanted to tell you about JewelryBrands.shop. It's a great place to find Star Wars pins, necklaces, cufflinks, money clips, and so much more. Personally, I love shopping by character, because I can click on the child and see everything Grogu all in one place. And if you do decide to pick something up, make sure you use promo code TRB at checkout to get 10% off your purchase. Again, that's JewelryBrands.shop and promo code TRB. Enjoy the episode, and may the Force be with you. You're listening to this broadcast. Air part of the Star Wars animated characters making the jump to live action. There's probably more to come, and we're going to speculate on who that might be in just a little bit. Welcome, everybody, to the Resistance Broadcast. I'm John. Thanks so much for joining us today. Happy Monday. The July, July 12th. Unbelievable. We're already in the heart of summer here. Uh, things are heating up, and uh, things are heating up a little bit in uh, the Star Wars news realm um james and Lacey with me as always uh so yeah i just want to open things up real quick you know james obviously been really doing our coverage of the bad batch every friday waking up early so thank you to james for doing that on behalf of us and obviously all of our fans and viewers um checking that show out so if you haven't yet the bad batch reaction show uh james just did the most recent one this past friday did it all in one take. The guy is good. <laughs> That's all we're going to say there. Um, but uh, don't, let don't him my Twitter. As as he, yeah, I'll let him peel, by, peel back as much as he wants to with that, on that. But we're just going to touch lightly on Bad Batch real quick, just because I like speculating. I think we all like speculating. Obviously, the big thing was that Harrison Dula of Rebels fame um, made an appearance in the recent episode. Now, this season has been littered with, you know, certain people popping up, cameos, Fennec Shand, uh, all that sort of thing. And now we have someone from Rebels making the jump over to Bad Batch. Um, and I just want to throw this out there to, to both of you, being that this show sandwiches, uh, this show and Rebels sandwich the timeline of Andor, uh, in a sense, um, in terms of where Rebels ends and where this takes place. We saw Ahsoka make the jump to the first Star Wars live action show. Is it possible that we're going to finally see... We had almost close to it in Rogue One that we heard her name, a report here. We saw a chopper, blah, blah, blah. Is it possible we can see in this long series Andor, Hera Syndulla making her live action debut? Go ahead, James. Yeah, I, I I do think it's possible, you know, and it's funny, too, that uh, I watched the episode and, you know, di that never occurred to me. It, di it didn't seem like they were setting up. I'll talk all day about like Omega being in Book of Boba Fett or something. And it's weird. Not until I saw your premise for this uh, episode or whatever that I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I guess that kind of makes sense. And it would it would be a good idea to kind of like reseed her a little bit. And it's like, hey, if you <clears> haven't, maybe you didn't watch Rebels. Maybe you came into Star Wars a little bit later. 
this is a character and you're going to see a lot of people talk about it, but you might want to pay attention to this character. There's, we're going to show you a little highlight here. The, the weird thing too, is that when I watched the episode, I was less taken aback by Hera being in it and more so her mom. I was actually more like, Oh, that's her mom. And then like, I was pulled in like, but we know sheer mom's not going to be there. And I was involved in the story. Cause I know Hera's story to, to some degree, but I was like, I'm really interested in, what's going to happen between this uh, in this family, you know? So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I was really surprised. We finally got to see her mom in person. And, uh, but I, I can honestly say I'm sitting there and I'm watching like chopper pops up and I'm like, what, what is happening? Hold on. It's like <laughs> three in the morning. I'm like, what is happening right now? What well, show that's... am I watching? What year is it? <laughs> that's the thing, man. It's, it's, it, you know, it's, it's speculation really based on nothing. Cause we don't know what Andor is going to really involve aside from what we've heard. So there hasn't been any hints that the hair is going to be there. We do know that she becomes a general with the rebellion and that sort of thing. So it would make a little bit of sense. And clearly in my opinion, I don't think it would be Vanessa Marshall taking over the role. So it'd be a little bit of an Ashley Eckstein situation where they'd get a new actor to come in and play the role. But I don't know. I mean, there's no evidence or anything based. So it's fun speculation. Lacey, what do you think? Do you think because we saw Ahsoka pop in Mandalorian, is there a chance we're going to see Hera finally make the jump too? I think so. She was mentioned in Rogue One, which Cassian, it's his movie. Um, And Dave seems to like to throw his characters in every single project now. So it's like (laughs) they're in everything, especially her. I feel like she's been in so much stuff lately. Yeah. Um, Especially in this kind of time. So, yeah. yeah, I think it's an easy bet that if you went on Twitter and were like, I bet Hera's going to show up and she showed I up, you couldn't it. be like, yeah. right. see him right. It's like kind yeah. of obvious, like, yeah, it makes sense. It's crazy because like that in a lot of ways that used to be Ahsoka, like Ahsoka was like the absolute biggest Star Wars character that was ne- not in a live action thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now that she has come to live action, it, I'm not saying it is Hera, but I'm saying Hera's there to a point of like she's been in clone wars she's been in alphabet squadron she's been in squadrons the game you know what i mean like like ezra i was gonna say ezra yeah 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 but here's the thing but ezra only showed up in one thing that's that's why i'm saying but like Hera's seated all over the place that's that's why i'm leaning and, in that direction and Andor is a long series like I think what they saying something like 12 episodes was that what I heard I don't know and, they, and there's, there's going to be multiple seasons as far as we understand it so there's a lot more room for there mm-hmm. for her to pop up in a episode an episode sorry um so yeah it does like like you say Lacey like it's it's not one of those things you're like oh my god I can't believe what a prediction <laughs> it just seems like but a it, common sense type thing that if she showed up I'd be like well they mentioned her by name in Rogue One so yeah yeah it just seems to be like for because for, for years i had said if they haven't done it yet they're never gonna they're, i'm gonna always side on that they're not gonna do something so i always said we're never gonna see a live action ahsoka tano and now that all that stuff's been blown that that door's been opened now it's free it's free for all you know what i'm saying so i would not shock me if you know chapter seven of andor rolls around and he has to go talk to somebody and it winds up being Harrison Duller. She flies in and we see the ghost or, you know, who knows what. That'd be really cool. So it'll be interesting to see. People are going to go scouring those old location shoots to see if they look, see any kind of ship that looks like the ghost now. They're going to go back and try to look. But um, 
I don't know. So I guess the three of us are saying it's it's possible. So let us know what you think out there. Uh, Harrison Dula, maybe popping in live action Andor. Think it'd be kind of cool. We'll see. Do you guys think you guys don't think it would be Vanessa Marshall, right? Are we all all on that? Probably not. Yeah. 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 I don't think people would be for whatever reason. I don't know that people would be as upset about that as they were. The people who were about Ashley mm-hmm. Eckstein, one, because it's been established now that they they've done it. That was like the kind of the first one, the, the pain, the rip off the bandaid. And I feel like though Ashley Eckstein and Ahsoka have a, a way longer history with fans than Vanessa did as Hera, not to diminish that. So I think people would be okay now that they're used to that they've done that. The, so hopefully. Not, not the, I don't know that this really factors into, but there's also, and I don't know that there was really at the time, but there are official, like for squadrons and Battlefront and stuff, there are official models of hera that look very real and it obviously yeah. just does not look at all like vanessa marshall right you know? right so i think like um, they'd probably yeah. go for that look uh you know right all right so now uh now that we warmed up the engines it's time to get into our main news stories and give our takes on those so james what do we got going on this week the resistance guys we got a lot of good stories going on this week actually um and we're gonna kick it off talking about a little bit about uh rogue squadron right because uh the headline here is patty jenkins is free to tell the story she wants to with rogue squadron um yeah no this is uh we talked a little bit about uh this on the live show friday with eric wheatley uh whitely um and it's just that there was a little bit of discussion of where she's taking, she's going to do this movie. And we talked a little bit about how if she does it after nine, she has complete and open freedom. And part of that comes from this article that actually dropped before we did that episode. But um, yeah, it just, she, she discusses a few things about how uh, it's, it's an entirely different way of working because she's having to kind of, run her story by all the collective things that have already happened true but she alludes to this like open freedom that she has because it's just like the next star wars story so as fans we start to wonder what does that mean we look into it so i'm actually going to start this story i'm gonna start with you Lacey, on this one what were your thoughts on patty jenkins uh and her hollywood reporter interview at least the star wars portion of it yeah i think patty I'm just so excited for this project. I think from the moment she made that video, which she didn't have to make, like she went above and beyond to be like, hey, I'm making a Star Wars and this is how excited I am. And this is my personal connection to it. And I think every subsequent interview after that, she's just given little tidbits here and there of how invested she is in this project and how much it means to her. And as you know, here at TRB, we're always about people that care a lot and have a lot of passion and love for Star Wars. Like we're on board with you. Um, The thing that stuck out to me is that she said that, quote, we're finishing a script, crewing up, and it's going wonderful. I'm so excited about the story and excited about that we're in the next chapter of Star Wars, which is such a a responsibility and it's such an opportunity to really start some new things. It's really exciting in that way. To me, that says after nine. And I know that there's been talk about the types of ships that they use and the logo and all this other Mm -hmm. stuff. But to me, for her to say it's the next chapter, I'm taking responsibility for things. There's so much new stuff coming. It's really exciting. That to me means new territory and new territory would be after Rise of Skywalker. So it's not connected to anything in the sense of in between things or falls in between certain projects. Um, And I love that. 
because I think going into Disney Star Wars, and I've said this a couple of times, but when they bought Lucasfilm, one of the things I was pumped about is like, what new stuff are we getting? What stuff are we getting that has no connection to anything? Like what's going to happen? And so far, admittedly, a lot of stuff has connected to things. It's been the interweb, spider web, like Marvel model where everything Mm -hmm. somehow connects at the end to this other thing, which makes sense. I get it. But part of me really just wanted to jump on the Millennium Falcon and go middle of nowhere. Like, let's go somewhere and see where it takes us. So I'm super pumped to see where she goes with this and to hear her talk about the writing process of working with Lucasfilm and kind of just bouncing ideas off of them and being on phone calls with them all day and Zoom calls. She's invested. She's working on this nonstop and I can't wait to see what she comes up with. And she said even at that point, she was already like six months into it. Right. And that's the thing is that they, so they're still working on a script and crew and they're six months in like they're taking their time with this project. And I love it. Take all the time. Got it. I don't love even, it. I don't even know if it's that. She said she was six months in when they did that video. Before she announced it. Yes. So now they're it's been getting a year crew and, and finishing the script now. It's been a year. Yeah, yeah. It's been about a year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. It's, it, it's really awesome. You know, it's funny too, is I, I love that video that she did, but I, in a way I almost wish I wouldn't have known that it was like at celebration or coming out of celebration or something. Uh, it wasn't been. at celebration, yeah. but been. yeah, but I knew that it was in response to, to celebration. I almost wish it would have been like, dude, watch this video Patty Jenkins just put out. You know what I mean? Cause I just would have watched the whole thing thinking like, Oh, maybe it's like a top gun thing. I don't know. What, I don't know what's going on here. And then when she, you know, finishes and does the whole video, like the X-Wing thing, I think it would have hit differently than the way that it was like, Patty Jenkins announces she's doing a Star Wars project. Here's the video, you know, and it's like, oh. Can we just remember that she's like rollerblading in the beginning of that whole thing? (laughs) Like, that just came to my mind. I totally forgot about that part. Like, she's like speed skating in the beginning of that. Mm -hmm, Oh my mm -hmm. God, nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, John, what did you think of um, all the stuff that she had to say about this next chapter? Yeah, I mean, there's two things that really stand out to me. Um, The first being that I think this all but confirms that that video was absolutely intended for Star Wars Celebration 2020. And I think it was supposed to be a surprise reveal. Like, this is the next project we're working on. And they probably would have brought her out after they showed the video and the whole thing. Because it was it, it's a very, you know, made for big screen reveal, slow reveal, <laughs> get the crowd simmering type of thing. So uh, we talked about that when we first saw it. I remember when we reacted to it, we're like, this was supposed to be a celebration. So I think this confirms it because she's saying six months. That puts her getting starting work on the job at like June 2020. And then celebration is, you know, in late August. So uh, well, it was supposed to be. The other thing is just how personal this story is going to be for her. You know, her dad was a fighter pilot um, in Vietnam. Uh, I think that is something that is very personal for her. And, you know, she, while this is this fantastical story, these are the fighter pilots of Star Wars, Rogue Squadron and the X-Wing fighters. And the X-Wings do resemble fighter jets more than any other Star Wars ship does. And I think that's the allure for a lot of fans to the X-Wing is that, yeah, it may not be the most practical or the best or sleekest ship, but it's something that reminds people of the old war fighter plane movies and, you know, that that sort of uh, element that ties to our history and military history and the Air Force and that sort of thing. And the fact that 
it's like a personal story for her. She's able to really put her heart and soul into that. She touches on that in that video. So I, I love that aspect of it. And then again, you know, her working with Matthew Robinson, she's obviously, you know, the, the articles that she's able to tell the story she wants to tell. She's got her writer and they're going to be collaborating, of course. But that element of how anytime someone comes on Star Wars, they say, well, it's a different animal. And it really is that reminder that, you know, Star Wars canon is way beyond any other type of franchise canon, so to speak. And I know sometimes we hate tossing the word canon around because it's just it, it carries stigma to it. Um, because you have people who don't necessarily, maybe they don't like new canon or they're just too obsessed with the canon stuff. And maybe we need to like, just let go a little bit of how tight we clutch it. But at the same time, you know, she's saying she's able to tell the story she wants while working within the confines of what is existing and what's to come. And that part I found very interesting because Patty Jenkins knows other future stories of Star Wars now because she has to. Because the story she's telling has to make sense. And that part of her story makes me agree with Lacey in saying this is after episode nine because she alludes to the fact that, you know, other stories that happen in the future, you don't necessarily need to know that if it's something that happened already within a period of time we've explored after the fact. So um, I think we are moving forward literally in terms of the timeline. And I would be more interested in this being a post episode nine thing than it be a between episode six and force awakens. Cause we know what happens in that era. Whereas if it's after episode nine, who are the bad guys? Who are they fighting? Why is this setting up, you know, the next Ray trilogy too, in terms of like who the antagonists are, are the Rose squadron going to be a part of that whole Avengers thing that we've been cooking up here at TRB. That's going to have Ray with Ezra and Grogu. And then as the rogue squadron going to be a part of that, like that could be really exciting. So my heart wants it to be stuff that happens after episode nine, but I'm loving everything she's saying, you know, again, and you've heard me, I didn't, I didn't really like uh, wonder woman 84, some of the uh, parts about it that I didn't like were the special effects, a very dated 19, late 1990s, follow the bullet type of thing. Um, but I think with ILM and who she's going to be working with, they'll be able to reel that in and give it this, you know, the Star Wars touch. And uh, I think with all of them working together, um, I think it's going to be a good project. So I, I like what she had to say. I'm eager to find out more about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely interested in this. Um, I think even more so than this uh, article that she did or this interview and reading what she had to say, oddly enough, and and I'm kind of going to go off here on a second, but like I, I was watching a chain of YouTube videos and I came across smarter every day and he was in the Thunderbirds. Like he was piloting him and explaining the science behind him and stuff. And it was like 20 minutes. And I was just like, for whatever reason, I was like completely pulled into this. I was like, holy crap. I was like, I I obviously know like, you know, what it's kind of like. And it's very difficult to be the thing. The way he was describing it and the science he was putting behind it is and explaining like, you know, like there there is so much more that this piece of machine can do. But the only reason they can do what they can do is is the limitation of the human the human inside has to be basically superhuman to stand like nine G's or whatever to do what they're doing. And I was so pulled yeah. into this and I was like, they were, they were talking to these people who regularly do this. And I was like, these guys are heroes. These guys are absolutely like incredible, incredible people. And you would never know it. And then, and then just Tom so Cruise happens the Thunderbird. It. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. And then like 
the Thunderbirds are here this weekend. And I was like, I feel like we have to go see them. <laughs> like it's the air show. And then all of that combined, this gets brought back up. And I'm like, I'm seeing it now with this new eye where I was like, yeah, whatever, you know, X-wing pilots. And like, I love that stuff. But like, now I'm seeing it with the fighter, you know, pilot eyes. And I'm like, way more interested in it now like that these guys are really pushing the limits of their vehicles their their ships and and fighting these enemies you know and stuff uh, it made me excited for maverick too but like i don't know obviously she's she's heading in with this this angle um mm-hmm. and i i just to, to throw it out there too because again i talked about this a little bit on friday but like i do think that there's still a chance that it's going to be after six because and i think that comes from like maybe you know because you have it like maybe you guys if you had read the alphabet squadron and stuff you're like these are entirely different characters and stories and i'm so yeah. pulled in by what's going on here like to hear that you know, it just could take place in that time frame. does not mean it's star Wars without Han and Luke and Leia, you know, like it's somehow missing that. Um, it's, it's still very much like a really awesome star Wars story or can be. So no matter the time frame that it takes place in, I still, I'm going to be exactly as invested as I would. Um, I don't think I have a, uh, draw to either timeline, um, which I think that maybe means I go, well, I'll say six, whatever after six, that's fine. Um, but yeah, after nine, that would be cool too. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot. Uh, I'm obviously we're all very excited about this, but I think we can probably say about as much as we can with that based on her, like two sentences. <laughs> yeah. Um, guys, let's talk a little bit about the book of Boba Fett because, um, they are going to be bringing in some familiar faces uh, to direct certain episodes. And this again comes from Tamara Morrison. He has been talking and talking and talking. And sometimes I worry about the guy's job a little bit because I'm like, dude, someone is going to get angry at you. But he was sitting down, he did this interview and he said, you know, uh, Favreau's directing, Filoni's directing, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard's directing. Uh, He said Robert Rodriguez, which we actually knew that, although he, he was the one that previously confirmed he's the showrunner on it. So that mm. was interesting, but uh, yeah, it looks like a lot of these uh, people are coming back. Um, that's not too surprising, but I wanted to talk to you guys about it. John, what do you think about um, these particular names being dropped as directors for the book of Boba Fett? Well, yeah, it's, it's cool because we know that how collaborative everyone was on the Mandalorian having watched the gallery and how Favreau worked with all the directors and he was very hands-on. He wasn't a distant uh, showrunner. Now it's, you know, you got to wonder like, is is Rodriguez going to handle that in a similar way with a similar cast of characters directing? You have him directing multiple episodes, um, which was confirmed in addition to, um, Ming Na Wen confirming him as the showrunner, but I love you know I love Favreau. Like I think Chapter Nine is still my favorite directed episode of The Mandalorian to date. It's just very cinematic, um, in in scale and uh, just execution. Just the crate dragon itself was just monumental, and I, mm-hmm. that's such a big moment. And that could have went way wrong, uh, but he nailed it, of course, because he's Favreau. And you know, Filoni back, of course. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard was the surprise for me. Um, you know, I've been holding out hope and I still am that 
Um, maybe she gets, you know, the solo series and kind of do the Howard to Howard, you know, tribute slash handoff thing. I think that'd be wonderful. Uh, but her still being in the mix is a positive thing to me. You know, she mm-hmm. didn't just do her time with Mando and say, all right, thanks, Star Wars. I'm going to pop over and do this stuff now. She's still in the family and she's still right in that tight knit group. So that's a good sign for me uh, for that dream uh, project. Um, it really comes down to, is this going to, you know, look and have the same feel of Mandalorian? Is it, and is that their purpose? Because there was that whole thing where, I forget who said it, but they said it's, we're basically doing Mandalorian season 2.5 here. And maybe that's why they wanted to bring in a lot of the familiar directors is because they don't, they want to keep the aesthetic so that you can watch it as the 2.5 and have that seamless you know, viewing, uh, you know, palette. So I, I love it. And, you know, I like what Robert Rodriguez did with his Mandalorian episode. He's kind of a cowboy in how he makes his stuff. He's very old school, kind of backyard style. And uh, maybe that's what Boba Fett needs uh, to, to differentiate it. So there'll be that level of familiarity with uh, the names and the faces and how this thing is shot, but also that kind of that raw and uh, cut style that Rodriguez likes to do to kind of give it its own flavor. The one thing that I'm very curious about is who's doing the music for this. Cause I don't think it's going to be Ludwig. I think they're going to keep that as the, the Mando thing. I'm point. very curious who he brings in, whether it's like, he does like, you know, old Western style guitar stuff. Maybe he does stuff himself. Like I'm very curious what they're going to do. Cause that's the one thing we haven't heard anything about the book of Boba Fett is the music. And as we know, music's a big part of star Wars. I wonder if that person's... Oh, they probably are. <laughs> I was going to say, I wonder if that person's even hired at this point. They might come in like after the fact and kind of make it their sometimes, own Sometimes, yeah, sometimes it's late. Look at Giacchino with Rogue One. Like, they may not have a composer yet. Who knows? Yeah. Um, Lacey, uh, confirmed directors from uh, Tamara Morrison. What are you thinking? Uh, my first thought was similar to yours, James, where I was like, how does this guy still have a job? Talking. <laughs> Hanging out in hot tubs, like play all the clones. You can't find all me. the details. I love, I love the meme that of the hot tub and how he's showing, like people are cutting him out of stuff and putting him everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, I mean, the director's thing isn't surprising to me. Neither is the uh, Robert Rodriguez stuff. Like that again is very, like straightforward. Like if someone, like he get lets it out that these people directed, I was like, yes, of course they have because they've already worked with. Uh, Favreau, they've already worked with Floney, they've already worked with The Mandalorian, which is basically the flagship Star Wars show right now, you know? Um, So it totally makes sense. I am surprised Bryce is in there just because I didn't picture her doing this project because I felt like The Mandalorian was her branch to doing something else, like a different series or something like that. Um, I wonder if she's going to get a more emotional episode because she has done those more emotional episodes for the Mandalorian, like Sanctuary and with the Bo-Katan stuff. Um, So I'm interested to see which one she does, because what we've heard so far is that this series is very gritty and like dark and like violent. So I'm interested to see what she does. Um, But I think the thing that stood out to me the most hearing from Tem was talking about how we got to keep the fans happy. I love that he talked about that. I love that he said it. I love that, as always, Lucasfilm, despite what people think, is always thinking fans first and always thinking about what people will enjoy within Star Wars and the Star Wars universe. Um, But I really like that. And I'm excited to see what this series is all about because before that episode with Boba Fett, I would have never picked Robert Rodriguez to do anything with Star Wars, but now I'm on board. Hmm. 
It's it's interesting to me because these are these are the obvious choices in in a weird way. Like because they're the these are all the choices that moved over from season one to season two. You know, mm-hmm. when we got into season two, you got like Robert Rodriguez was a surprise. We're like, oh, that's a, an interesting you know right, addition. Right. Um, and and so far like. But the ones that carried over were Bryce Dallas Howard, Dave Filoni, John Favreau. Th- those were all like uh, the obvious choices. And right now, it almost seems like he seeded those names because those are the ones that he has kind of is like, it, it's cool if you talk about those. Don't talk about... Those are the names he remembers? He's like, well, the other yeah, that, that could be too. But it's like, don't talk about Steven Spielberg being one of the directors, right, you know, right. or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, it's almost like people know these names. People aren't going to be surprised by these names. So if you do want to talk about the the directors or whatever, mention the names that is, isn't going to surprise anybody because all, all of these are returning directors. Um, mm-hmm. So it's interesting to me that um, it could be that this is just um, the, the directors, maybe they all get more episodes. Like maybe they all get two or three episodes this time around. Um, but I don't know. I I, I kind of get the feeling that this is the story before the story. And the real story is going to be that these directors are new to the book of Boba Fett. Um, and that yeah. one will come, you know, at some point. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, I do like that he's very candid. And I don't know if that's just if they're just saying like, yeah, just go out and you, you could say this, you could say that and uh, pretend like you're not supposed to. So the fans eat it up and it's working clearly. But, um, I, yeah, I mean, again, you know, we've talked about this, like uh, I've said it over and over, like they got to change the way of the, there's just two secrets, mm-hmm. too much secrecy. Marvel, Mar- look at Mar- Marvel's putting out all this stuff. Everyone's talking about Marvel, 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 Marvel. I mean, come on, just give us a little info. That's all. And he's doing it. So good for him. I just like how he always, he talks, like all his quotes here are like one sentence, like, and every one of them is like a a new analogy or something like that. Like this one thing he's like, I think they just have to consider some things. The tree's still growing. You know, (laughs) like I can picture him (laughs) saying it. It's like, I'm not even entirely sure what you mean by the tree's still growing. I think you're just meaning like, who knows, you know, or whatever yeah. time moves on. Uh, right. ideas are always out there. Um, what <laughs> they probably want to test the waters first. <laughs> That's funny. But, uh, but no, there was <laughs> something in here too, that I thought was hilarious. Cause he goes, um, John Favreau's come up with some magical formulas, which is something he, you know, we've seen before. Uh, we've got some great directors on board and then he lists all these people, which we've seen before. And then he also says, uh, they got to keep things under star Wars stuff under lock and key, obviously. And then he also says, it's just a whole new world. I'm like, it's not a whole new world. All those things like, Wait a minute, he's saying things nothing. that exactly we already knew all those things, <laughs> but, but, but he's, but I think what he's trying to say is it's just, it's a whole Boba Fett is a whole new world. So we got to keep it under lock and key, you know, but all we're right. excited. Yeah. I just, I just thought it was funny as we're reading it. I was like, it's not a whole new world. I know all those things. And he did. Yeah. He did say that as <laughs> that aspect of that, that one comment, like the whole, like we got to keep an eye on the timeline and, uh, yeah, like it's, it, it's it just feels like that flashback thing. People are very it make, it's making people very curious about how deep they're going to go with that, and and what how, like what that's going to be. 
To like me, what, 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 to what, me, it's very real. Presence that's going to be in the show. To no, me, it's I know, very real. How yeah. are we talking? Like it's going to be one episode where they flash back. Is it going to be Godfather Two where they keep going back and forth, which I hate. Uh, I, yeah, I'm very curious how they what they do there because hmm. Mandalorian had flashbacks too. Well, if him he, as a little kid, and then you know it builds to him being rescued at the at the end. But I don't know. It's that that part's also curious. I think most people agree with you on Godfather Two. Now Godfather Three, that's a good movie. <laughs> Dad. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, hey, we got one other thing uh, talking about all new, right? Uh, and this has been, I mean, we did the live show on Friday. This news was already out there. We wanted to talk about it, but we have to hold off for our Monday episode because it's it's, uh, it's our news episode. Hey, guys, Star Wars Visions is coming. We finally got our first look at it. Um, I'm not only excited for this show, but also excited for Lacey and all of her coverage when the show actually does drop. I uh, wonder if it's weekly or they're going to do this all at once. Because if it's all at once, guys, we're in trouble. <laughs> I know. I actually Ooh. think I actually think that they are dropping it all at once. Unfortunately, um, I wish mm. it was week to week. I don't know why that they're making the wrong mistake again. But yeah, we got uh, we got the, our first look. They announced, um, they showed a lot of different imagery from it. They announced all the studios that were involved. They announced a lot of the people who were working on it and interviewed them and their feelings towards Star Wars and why they're doing what they're doing. They announced um, uh, the names of all the episodes. So that's that's one way that we can start to dive How many into are there? what is. I think there's eight, right? Eight or nine. Just yeah. off the top of my head, yeah, something oh, like is that. Is it is it is it like um standard like twenty one minute things? Or are they, they shorts? Didn't say. Or? I don't think we I, I don't think they said that. Um but uh one thing that they did say and they did state is that ten Star Wars ten episodes. Star Wars Visions is not canon. Which which it, is, to me is exciting. And it's fine, yeah. It's just yeah. it's so one of those things, you know, where they said oh, everything new is this and this. But I actually understand why they're doing this particular thing as a non-canon thing because they're like, this is like our one opportunity to just let stories be stories, and we're yes. not going to let anybody restrict it back. And I don't think in any way that they're actually backing down from the canon. Everything's canon thing. Um, although there is more to that story, uh, as, as we wrap up our actual talk on visions, but, uh, but yeah, non-canon, uh, Star Wars stories getting ready to come out. Lacey, uh, Star Wars visions thoughts. I'm pumped about this. I think it looks so cool. Um, they have, I believe eight studios, eight or eight or nine studios, eight or seven studios involved um, that have done big projects like Kill a Kill, uh, Ghost in the Shell, like big, big stuff that you guys have definitely seen. Um, it, it looks sick. Like it looks like something we've never seen before. It looks really cool. Um, there's a couple that I've, I've already been like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to see it, which is uh, Studio Trigger did The Twins, which is a story of brother and sister relationship inspired by Luke and Leia. Uh, one struggles with the dark side. Like, this is something I know we've talked about on the show before. Like, what if Leia went dark? What if Luke went dark? What would that look like? And they do it in the EU, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's going to be really, really cool. I think aesthetically, I really like the ninth Jedi. I think it's so beautiful, which is the story of a time when Jedi were only legends and follows the daughter of a Jedi lightsaber smith. And it just looks like yeah. so pic picturesque and like 
it kind of reminds me of like Ghost in the Shell or something with like these be- like beautiful landscapes. Um, I am a little sad that Studio Ghibli is in here just because I'm like such a big fan of them. But I get it that they probably are like, no, we have other stuff to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They almost seem a little too highbrow for <laughs> yeah, their animation. Know, but, but. Who, what do they do? Oh, Howl's Moving Castle, Spirited Away, yeah. Princess Mononoke. Oh, I've heard of Spirited Away, yeah. The, Spirited Away is great. There are, there, that particular studio is kind of like... The Disney. The de facto, like, yeah. anime. I don't know. They have, they're have they kind of their own thing. But look, but, there is nice. an anime Jabba now that isn't yes. doing shots, yes. which is, you know me, I love a good Jabba. And an um, anime Boba Fett. Yeah, and Boba Fett. But overall, I think this looks sick. I love that it's not canon because the first thing I think everybody asked was, like, is this canon? And as soon as they said no, I felt like there was, like, a sigh of relief collectively. From the story group? From the story group, but also from fans too. Like I am so pumped that it's not canon because it lets the storytellers do what they want, be creative, yeah. like think outside the box. And I think one of the reasons I love all the movies from a studio like Studio Ghibli is that it's nothing you've ever seen before. It's so out there. It's so crazy that it's pushing boundaries on what they find creative or next level or technology like so many things in pop culture have been taken from anime like you can pull so many threads of being like oh this came from this and this came from this and i think that this whole collection is really highlighting those cool people that come up with these outlandish over-the-top ideas for star wars um including like half bunny people uh which we've seen in other (laughs) anime um I just I can't wait to watch it and you know what if it is all at once then buckle up because you're gonna get like nine videos in one day because it's happening nice yeah it's crazy John did you have any thoughts on visions I yeah I I liked the video clip um it felt in a weird way it had a freshness to it and I say weird because it's obvious that it has a freshness to it because it's a um, a style of uh, visual Star Wars storytelling we haven't really encountered a side like the closest thing would be the Galaxy of Adventures maybe or a tinge of Star Wars Resistance uh, like maybe have borrowed a little bit of like anime style but I would say um, it's yeah I agree completely with the whole you know let's not do the canon thing I think that's cool because if they really wanted to one day they could re- in canon they could reference these stories as though they're fables that are take place that are, someone wrote in a galaxy far far away so they can like use them that way um, which would be kind of fun but this just makes so much sense because you know Star Wars as much as George Lucas you know was inspired by Kurosawa um, which everyone knows and uh, that was a huge inspiration for him and how he told his story and, and uh, even designed a lot of the costumes and the whole samurai element. And Obi-Wan was originally supposed to be um, an Asian actor, I believe, or that's how he initially designed it. Um, that aside, you know, from just the, hate to say it, the business perspective, you know, Star Wars, for whatever reason, still really struggles in Asian markets. And this is an a no-brainer to try to reach that audience and pull people in. Um, I'm not saying it's from a disingenuous place because this is a really cool endeavor. Um, but uh, it just a lot of the, uh, it just makes a, such a, a ton of sense, and I am very excited for it. And I look forward to watching this um, just without having to worry about how it ties in. 
uh, completely agree with what Lacey said there. Um, it just feels like there's no pressure on it from that perspective from fans too, because we, you know, we always feel like we need to like, Oh, how can we speculate on this? Just like at the top of the show, we're speculating about Hera being live action. Mm-hmm. None of that matters here. Nothing matters. And I love that aspect of it. It's kind of a, a palate cleanser. And I like that. So I'm excited to check this out. What do they have a release date? Is it the fall? September, September. I believe 21st, yeah. 22nd, something like that. Perfect. Perfect. I, uh, that's perfect. Fall kicks in. Uh, good time for that. Still a couple months before Book of Boba Fett. Um, I think it's great. So I, I, I agree. I'm looking forward to checking this thing out and uh, should be fun. I will say one thing is that if given the option of it being canon or not canon, I am more bummed that it is not canon. Really? Yeah. Why? Because I feel like it... I mean, look, I'm I'm cool. I'm very excited about it. I'll talk about that in a second. But oftentimes like when i read like the the myths and fables books and stuff i'm i'm going through them and i'm going what what's the point of retaining any of this because none of this matters because somebody could just come along and be like oh uh whatever that wasn't really canon that didn't really happen or whatever and and it's it's just off-putting to me sometimes when i see these really cool things especially when i'm literally going to be able to like visualize them and see them existing in this world and go and go man, that character exists sort of, but on this like weird sub strain side timeline, <laughs> parallel universe or something that doesn't, it, I, it in a way, like it's kind of like it doesn't matter. Like if you were to say like the Mandalorian is like a great show, but like it, it doesn't fit in to, to the real show. And you know, none of the consequences matter or anything like that. I feel like it brings it down a little bit. I I like that uh and and Lacey you do have a good point but not that you know you it's it's nice that you can free it up and you can um really be creative with that but also I think a lot of times that some of the things that we've learned from Star Wars is that when you have too much freedom that can be a problem and it's sometimes it's the studio or it's sometimes like hey don't just go buck wild here are some restrictions try to play within this world and then those things uh, kind of make it Star Wars, but sure. that being said, I just I just wanted to get that out there. Like, if given the choice, I wish this was canon, um, but it's not. It's not really going to ruin it for me or anything like that. Or it's sure. not like I'm going to be like, what's right. the point? I'm not watching this. I'm still going to watch it and love it. I think one of the the more interesting aspects um, for me personally is that all these different stories seem like they're pulling from legends that aren't star Wars. Like they're almost like old Japanese myths or, or, or whatever. And they're like, Oh, how can we make that star Wars? And it kind of makes me feel like the, the crossover thing. Like what if we, what if we took Gundam and then we made it fit in the Star Wars world. And I'm like, that's cool. I like that. Now Gundams have like lightsabers and stuff. That's sweet. Or what if we took Astro Boy and we made him somehow like a droid? You know, it's like it's the same kind of idea and story and mythology. Mm-hmm. But we're now kind of retrofitting it and, and remaking it and reshaping it into something that fits into a Star Wars 
world or universe of storytelling and that is very interesting to me and just just alone like we're looking at the the ninth jedi here it's like it very clearly looks like samurai you know it very clearly yeah. looks like the these old stories or, or maybe you can even stretch like the new mortal Kombat or whatever they try to play in that like samurai world or whatever now just replace all the blades with lightsabers and stuff. And now all of a sudden you're like, what? <laughs> this is yeah. cool. You know, you're yeah. like, it just makes it that much more interesting. Um, I feel like I could give examples all day. I keep thinking of like, what well, I said, I want the Tron crossover. You know, I want the Star mm -hmm. Tron Samurais Star Wars just, crossover. Uh, they're never not cool. Like when, wherever they're implemented in any form of pop culture, the Wolverine, the 2013 movie, um, uh, mm -hmm like there's so many things like they'll, they'll just throw samurai and you're just like that is freaking cool yeah like <laughs> no um yeah i'm i'm obviously very interested in this i just had to say the thing about canon because that was one thing that it, it's funny Lacey says like a sigh of relief and i was like mm, you know from not not for me but i get the collective thing i i definitely know that the positive response in fandom i saw a lot I of like like it's not canon and that's okay. Like that's a good thing. You know, it yeah. definitely had that response to it. I, for I sure. find that funny for the, for the guy who worries the least about, uh, I'm, not, I'm not worried about what people think in this way you are. <laughs> I find that so funny that you're the one who's wor more worried about this. War, uh, I'm worried about what people think. What do you mean? Like, like people not giving it its fair shake because it's not canon and stuff like you usually don't care about what other people think in terms of how you absorb stuff oh so. no i'm talking about just my perspective like when i was when i was reading those books um i was thinking like in fact i think like i gave them a lower score for that reason hmm. like it was like it wasn't that the stories were bad i just I gave him like a five because that was like the middle of the ground for me. I was like, I could take it or leave it. I mean, the stories are good, but like there's something about this, like it doesn't really matter or, or they could just wipe it away and say, ah, it never really happened. Or, you know, we were just like writing weird stories. And I feel like that kind of made me feel a little bit like what, what's the point, but I still mm -hmm. enjoyed them um, for what they were. And I think I definitely will enjoy these. Um, I still I don't know. I like the idea of like the what if stories and those would obviously not be canon because they didn't happen, you know? Yeah. I think part of it for me is I have liked my, I've liked anime for a very, very long time, like my whole life. And I know people's reaction, not currently, I would say, I think it's more mainstream now, but growing up, like if you said you liked anime, you kind of got to look like, why? That's weird. Or right, like yeah, if yeah. you tell someone to go watch Spirited Away or go watch this movie, a lot of people are like, oh, that's a little weird, right? Or, oh, that's, I don't get it. You know, like they don't. That was me. I'll admit that. I was like that. I didn't under, I didn't take to it. And that's fine. But I think for me, the canon aspect removes that kind of pre-Star mm -hmm. Wars goggles of like, oh, it has to fit in this box. So right. Or then you can enjoy it and take it in as anime that takes place in star wars not yeah anime that has to fit into a star wars box sure yeah, yes that's a good point. And, and and that's that's part of the reason why i was like i understand this project yeah. being the thing that they decide to move away from canon more than anything else like if you told me that you're writing 
um, you know, aftermath series, but that's not canon. I, I would be like, well, you know, what are we doing here? In this particular Imagine case, the outlines they points... sent in, and they just have notes. They're like, no, no, no. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're like, uh, we, there's just too many things you guys are trying to do no. that we just can't accept. Bunny, bunny so person, we're almost no. <laughs> just, we're about to right. just let this go. Um, but no, I, like for John's point point of view um, of like you know they're trying to bring in a, a specific new audience and this is a way to do that i understand it from that perspective and it, it also is like i feel like they're trying to tell like a classic story like oh let's kill let's tell the story about killing two birds with one stone it's a very famous myth we'll make it a star wars story and then for whatever reason star wars doesn't have stones so it's like yeah. well whatever we're, we're we're just gonna let him tell the story it doesn't make sense in star wars but we can m kind of make it and tweak it to be star wars and it will still be really yeah. cool just you know, in order for them to really tell their story, we we want them to kind of have uh, full, full reigns here. So well, yeah, and, it, it's and like Tenji Muyo in Star Wars. And you're like, I'm on board. Yes. And then most people are like, what is that? I don't understand. What is Tenji Muyo? Yeah. I, I was one <laughs> of those people like that was classified as an anime went, lover. Hooray, Tenji Muyo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I, was, I was very much like only you know four or five shows that yeah. i was like really attack into. on titan in star wars hooray <laughs> hooray I've heard of that. Yeah. but you know also I, uh, for pulling trying to pull in the asian market um and maybe people or people who are just anime fans wherever they are um it not being canon is uh less intimidating because it's like you don't need to know everything else you can literally just watch true. this because sure. we are too and just just watch it and that that's all you need to worry about yeah yeah it's very similar to to when everything was canon and then when disney bought it they wiped it you know what i mean and and that was probably infuriating well, it wasn't, for it wasn't it was it was never canon i'm just, I'm just oh we true, true 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 but like the different levels of canon but that's what i that's kind of what i fear is like where we're going to get more stories that are canon to these other non-canon stories, which is kind of what the next little thing is. Watch with head, having... heads explode when you see Mara Jade <laughs> pop up in this thing. Yeah. And those people no, are exactly. like, come on! <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, like the, the, the other thing with this is that they, they finally did the cover reveal that. for Star Wars Ronin, which is a Visions novel. So they're yeah. now writing a book based on the canon of these non-canon stories and i'm like mm -hmm. i just i don't want to go down that road i don't want to have a canon b canon g canon and all this other stuff because that just confuses everything i'm canon fine if they yeah exactly canon and d but <laughs> i don't know it's just like obviously i i think all this stuff is cool it just that that's that's the one thing that yeah. is hanging me up a little bit on it. Um, it any just, thoughts it just on all the... looks so it just looks classic. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it looks like it's yeah. one of those things people would want the poster. Like that's the type of poster you'd like frame and get away with it being in your dining room. Because oh, absolutely! It, just looks art. it looks like art. It's not like Chewie and Han and Lando or something. It's just like that looks like art. You take that barcode away, slap a frame on that thing, put it on the wall. People are like. This person's got some taste. Yeah. If it, and if, if jokes on you guys, they were I have holding... Star Wars all over my house. I have great taste. Well, I yeah, look, but like 
I agree. I mean, I'm in my saying. normal house, not in a man cave or in the basement. <laughs> I take offense to that term, man cave. It's a person cave. Thank you very much. But I, I also said basement. <laughs> it is a basement. Um, That's true. No, it's like, I, I think you're right though, John, about the, like, if you put that art up, but like, if you took a screenshot from something of this, people would probably just look at it and be like, oh, wow, that, that's interesting. You know, he's like got some samurai art or something like that. I don't know what yeah. that's from, but then you tint their swords like green and blue. And all of a sudden people are like, is it, what, is this Star Wars or something? Like, what am I looking at? This looks so, like, this is interesting. Like all of yeah. a sudden it's a conversation piece now. So yeah, there you go. I'm excited for those. Um, any thoughts on Star Wars Ronin and the cover and there being like a, a story beyond like an, a long form story beyond the we, we don't know the short the or the short film or whatever it is that they're doing with visions. I only got so much time and I've got to review what like 10 episodes. So Ooh. we'll see. We'll see how I feel after those 10 episodes. <laughs> how I feel about this book. I'm sorry. Mm hmm. John, would you would you be interested in a non-canon book? It depends on how the how I like the show. Oh, if I that's love a good the point. show, then maybe because I again, it's one of those things where me as a person who I don't like reading Star Wars, mm -hmm. I'm a visual Star Wars observer. That's how I take my Star Wars. If I knew this was just like a this is it, I could get behind that without worrying about like and then that comic run and then this book and then that book predates that book. And then we're reading, we're releasing 12 more books about that. It's just like, there you go. There it is. Yeah, there that, you go. That, there could be, that could be a draw for me. Um, well, if anybody is interested in picking up Star Wars uh, Ronin, a Visions novel, it's going to be out October 12th, which is uh, roughly a couple weeks, up to a month uh, after the actual yeah show visions drop so pay close attention to that particular episode and if you like what's going on in it then hey they're gonna do some more stories involving those and characters because it's coming out then that means they're probably gonna try to do some sort of like i would guess like a new york comic-con special edition um which i think i'll be going so i, I can pick up a copy if anyone wants hey it. there you go all right, that's it for the Resistance Report this week. Uh, Lacey, we got some other stuff going on. I'm going to send it over to you. What are we doing? Yep, guys, it's time for the Patreon pod race. So there are lots of ways that you can support us. You can follow us here on YouTube. You can subscribe, comment, etc. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N or on Instagram at The Resistance Broadcast. We are slowly growing there. So thank you guys for following. We appreciate it. Tag us in your stories of watching the episodes and stuff and we'll share it. Um, if you want more than that, including extra bonus and, uh, episodes, content, watch-alongs, Discord servers, and much more, you can head over to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast starting at $2 a month. Uh, you support the show and what we're doing here and everything that we're trying to do as we build this community and make more content for you. So this is the part of the show that we let the generals and our spice runners be a part of the show. So first I'm going to say thank you to them. So thank you to our Patreon generals, Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, John Reese, Jetta Rosewater, Paul Olson, Jake Houchins, Oliver Lewis, Frank Grande, Hass, uh, Joe, Joe Ritchie, sorry, the screen's really far away from me. <laughs> Darth Hurricane, <laughs> Timothy Hill, John Jorlton, Nick Kranz, uh, Kratz, 
Christian Morales and Val Trichkoff. Thank you guys so much. And then we have our Spice Runners, which is David Probus, Neil Shaw, Double C Chris, Kendall Gellner, Ryan Wara, Dave Hornack, and Micah Harrison. Thank you guys so much. And now we're going to head into the pod race with one of our OG generals. It is Carmelo from España. And his question was, what character would you want to go on an adventure with in the Star Wars galaxy? Mello, take it away. Hello, guys. And greeting from España. I know it's been a while since I've been part of the show, and uh, I've just been extremely busy, but I'm here. And because it's been a while, I haven't been part of the show, I would like to cheat with today's question. Um, there's three characters I would love to travel around with Star Wars. The first one is going to be Luke Skywalker, because he's my boy. And uh, I would like to fly around with him, learning about the ways of the Force. And also, I could help him out, you know, with anger management, I'm a, I am a psychologist, so... You know, whenever he's dealing with little kids having bad thoughts, actually, uh, I probably need to teach that to the whole Skywalker family, but that's a different story for a different day. Also, Ahsoka Tano, because uh, when she goes to uh, to Mortis, because God, I would love to learn about that planet, and with Ezra Bridger, because he goes between the worlds, world between worlds, that would be fantastic. Well, that's all I have, guys. Your honor resistance. Nice job, Mello. Awesome to see you. As always, we miss you here in the U.S. We hope you do. You are doing well. Mm. Um, I laughed at your pod race because <laughs> you were like, basically everyone in Star Wars has problems, and I was like, yes, yeah, accurate. <laughs> uh, John, what did you think? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, Mello. He admitted that he cheated a little bit in his answer, but being that he is our longest-running general, uh. I will allow it. So, uh, Mello, it was good to see you, buddy. I miss you very, very much. I hope uh, I hope you're going to celebration, are you? I think you said you were, but I really hope so because I miss you. But with that said, your picks. Luke, obviously a good one. I do like how you flip the script on him because people usually, when they talk about Luke, it's all about, oh, go Luke's so great. I love Luke That's Skywalker. That's He's talking about me. Mm-hmm. I can't, I, uh, my hero. I love Luke Skywalker. And you're like, I'm going to teach him some anger management. <laughs> <laughs> so then I, I just started thinking, I'm like, it'd be funny if there was like a remake of that movie and you were the Jack Nicholson character and Luke Skywalker was the Adam Sandler character. And that'd be pretty funny. So I loved that. I, I stopped there. I'll let the other two talk about the other picks. If, um, but uh, great job. You're allowed to cheat on your answers, Mello. That's cool with me. Viva la resistance indeed. Miss you. Hope you and the family are well. And uh, once again, great job. And thanks for all your support, man. James? Yeah. Um, no, it's funny. Uh, whenever we talk about like anger management, and I don't even remember who submitted the question. I always go back to the one like ask the resistance question that we got that was like, will they address raise anger issues? And we're like, yeah, maybe, I don't know, whatever. And it's like literally the whole plot of Rise Bam. of Skywalker. Yeah, that was great. Whoever it was, please write us and tell us that was you that submitted the question. I forget who it was. Grandpa. Um, no, the, these are, these are great answers though. I think if I had to agree with one of these, I'd probably go with Ahsoka um, because I surprise, would trust. Surprise. My thing is like, <laughs> my reason though is because I feel like I trust her to 
go on the right missions right, and right, get right. us out safely. I was I just joking because like, I know you love Ahsoka, so I was like, surprise. Yeah, but both Luke <laughs> and Ezra, I feel like we'd be like in trouble, and I'd be like, I don't know if this person's going <laughs> to get me out of this. I know Luke is, you know, Luke, but, you know, we also know Luke is Luke, so... He might also yeah. just get up and leave you there and never come back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So... I don't know. Um, I also agree that of all these places, World Between Worlds, that's that's pretty awesome place to go. But Mortis also kind of has a special place in my heart for something, some like very cool and special stuff mm-hmm. that was happening there. So I don't know. I, I think I'd go, although Ahsoka died on Mortis, <laughs> literally died and had to be brought back to life. So all right. Know. Maybe Ahsoka's not the best choice. Anyway, uh, thanks for the pod race. You did a great job. Uh, always good seeing you. All right. Now we're going to head to John and head into our open chat. All right. So I was, I mean, I, I, I not necessarily Star Wars because a lot like in our, um, our stream on Friday, we, were, we always talk to our patrons in our main chat. And a lot of people who said they couldn't make it to the live show said they were going to the movies and they were going to see Black Widow. And it just had me like thinking like, man, I wonder when I'm going to go back to the movies. Like, what's the movie that's going to get me to go back? And I think I'm going to go see Ghostbusters. I think I'm going to go see Maverick. I I know I'm going to go see Top Gun. Like, I want to go see it. Like, I is it? I think I'm not uh, November, I think. But and I think Ghostbusters might be October. But. Either way, because I, I don't know if I'm going to go see Black Widow in the theater. Like, I don't know if I want to do that. Not because I'm worried about going to the theater, because I don't know if I feel like going to see Black Widow, honestly. I feel like it's been too long, but... You're right. November 19th is Top Gun. Yep, for, for Top Gun. Mm-hmm. Right in time for turkey. All right. Right in time for um, baby. All right. True. Yeah. Yeah. What? So uh, you just thought of at least one baby name possibility. Maverick or Top Gun <laughs> or Tom Cruise. This is my baby Iceman. Uh, after what I've said, Maverick it's to come Top out Gun June Shay. 11th. This has not been updated. Yeah, Ghostbusters was. I think they filmed that movie twelve years ago. Afterlife and... is coming out November eleventh, so you're doing a double feature. Then. Oh, oh, the week before. Yeah. All right. So you could That's skip cool. one movie and do a double feature. You could skip I could the do week. A double feature. Can I be honest I for could. a second? Back so I watched Top Gun last week. Uh, Please don't be honest for a second. Well, this is kind of cringe. <laughs> on not for me. Be honest for every second. Uh, so on the fourth of July, we watched Top Gun Mad Nine. Very good. And uh, he had never seen it. Who? Matt had never seen Top Gun. What? Yeah. And we bought it a while ago in four. Isn't he isn't he the action movie guy? Yeah, absolutely. So he let this slide for so long. He had never so I'd brought up Top Gun like conversations and like whatever and like mentioned stuff and talked about uh, you know, Mission Impossible because I really do like Tom Cruise. And so we were like deciding what to watch, and we had watched that uh the Tomorrow War with Chris Pratt, which was surprisingly good. I suggest. I watched it. I liked it. It was good. I enjoyed it. Why are it. people saying surprisingly good though? Why? Why? Because the I just assumed it was going to be bad based on some of the trailers. Yeah. It just looked like kind of like. Oh. Mm. Yeah, it it's good. like it's like being like, oh, Geostorm with you yeah, know whatever, and you're like, yeah. it's actually like amazing. Yeah, so no, it's I like think surprisingly it's better I went than you in think. 
with low expectations and came out really enjoying myself. I had a really good time watching it. Anyway, after that, we were like, okay, what do we watch next? We watched Top Gun. So I get the 4K, which we had just previously bought. Put it in. Matt goes, I've never seen this movie. The look on my face of like, this is a movie I've seen that you haven't. And then Matt said, so is this movie every trope possible? And I said, well, Matt, (laughs) every trope you're probably thinking of came from this movie. So yeah, (laughs) he he said it was okay. And then he made me watch uh, Under Siege with Steven Seagal. So there was that, which was right after Top Gun. And I was like, I'm seeing a theme here. Good, good God. I don't like Steven Seagal. I I don't like any of his movies. It was absolutely terrible. The funniest part. That's amazing. The funniest to me. part is Tom, uh, Tommy Lee Jones and him knife fighting for about a minute. And oh a half. God! Yeah, I saw that movie once, maybe when uh, I was like fifteen. Not Star Wars, but if I ever see a knife fight in Star Wars like that, I'm just I'm walking out. It was what, so- what was it? There was a video that was like viral. That was like <laughs> it just said, "I hate how Steven Seagal runs" or something <laughs> like that. Matt brought that up when we were watching. <laughs> yeah. Well, how does he run? He I runs did, really like, funny, like really, yeah, like, like it's like a, it's like, like a this? thing. I don't yeah. know. I yeah, but like really close in, like he doesn't Go watch on, it. God. Well, yes, he he's probably got to keep like he's probably got a girdle on. He's got to keep that tight. You know what I'm saying? But you know, you just made me think of Lacey. You said knife knife fight in Star Wars. What? How come we haven't seen like mini lightsabers like knives well, that people just Soka like has a smaller one. I'm talking. Like, oh, like, like a, a dagger? No, like even just like a like the switchblades. L- just a little like a, guy, like little, a little pocket knife, and then you just get. Like, bah, 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 bah. I don't know. <laughs> like I guess it is. It it is kind of surprising that in the Star Wars world, I mean, it's not like something sharp wouldn't still hurt somebody. So yeah. at some point, like if you get into a fist fight between like. You know, Poe and a stormtrooper or something like that. Yeah, he would. All you gotta just, do is like, take a kyber crystal, him. put it in between your fingers, and just. Yeah, do it. I feel like it's just too violent crystal. or something. When you're showing, like, I understand you're running somebody through with a with the lightsaber, but I feel like if you're actually like stabbing him with a knife, it's too real or something. Well, under siege, he stabs him through the top of the head. So, spoiler alert: it is pretty violent. Yeah, yeah. Anakin, what do you mean too real? Like, Anakin Skywalker. It, Cut no, it's the, it's the same as head. like there can be blood as head. long as it's green. You don't or have to see the blood oil or still, something. Say there's a it, we've seen prisons in Star Wars. I want to see someone get shanked with a, a little mini <laughs> lightsaber that gets passed to them through their dictionary. I'd love I to see a, wish, a Star Wars movie with a happy ending. Oh, wait, <laughs> we've only gotten one. And it's Return of the Jedi. Hold on. A New Hope has a happy ending. Phantom Menace has a happy ending. Phantom Menace. Oh, has that's a happy true. Ending. Maybe that's why. Attack I like, of the Clones. Maybe that's why. It's a I wedding. Like fin- no. Attack of the Clones is is both because they're like, we don't know what's going on. The Clone Wars oh, have begun. Oh, they're in love, and you're but like, also going to go so bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, none of. Well, I'll say. I would say Rise of Skywalker had a happy ending. I think Ray found yeah. her family. Yeah, no. <laughs> for me i don't know i like seeing ray finally find her place did it though everyone dies <laughs> darth everyone vader dies at the end of return of the jedi yeah, we yeah but he could have been he... saved but he but he died that's instead. different though Leia darth dies, vader <laughs> anakin dies. gave up the will to live dies. just like his wife 
All right, I think we're done. Um, <laughs> no, that was that was fun. I I'm very I'm very upset at Matt, so we're gonna have to have a discussion. But because um, I, I don't know that I, it's weird. Like there there are people out there that have never seen Top Gun. That blows my mind. He, but. I'm telling you, there was a good 45 seconds of me just silently being like. When he told me that, I was like, what, wait, did, what? By the so way, how did, did he, he react? Hold on. This is important. How to react to Goose dying. That's what I was going to say. Oh, sorry, James. Did, what did he not know he about the said, movie that was like something everybody knows? Or did he know it all? He said, quote, I felt nothing when that guy died. All right. <laughs> that's. That's. I'm he sorry. said, this movie doesn't make me care about any of the characters. And they clearly spent the whole budget on the fighter pilots and not any of the music or anything else. And I was like, well, that is not that. the music. Why? Okay. Here's my question. Why is everybody so sweaty all the time? Like the scene where he's in the elevator with her and he's got a towel around his neck and he's dripping with sweat. Why not just take the towel and wipe your face? Go back and watch it. I'm telling you, it's ridiculous. I, I like That's to think his that- undercarriage towel. I I like to think that the military doesn't pay for air conditioning. Someone actually tweeted me that because I said, why is everyone so sweaty? sweaty? And they said, because the Reagan administration d- didn't have AC in the barracks. Oh like They God. went like full history on me. And I was like, Can we oh. not politicize Top Gun, please, folks? Okay. No, I, well, I, I just. I think he was I, saying it not like in a. Like, yeah, oh, I remember whatever. visiting my brother and stuff when he was in like boot camp and all this. And I was just like, it, it felt like camping, you know? Oh, so you're like out there and it's just like, it's just like hot. Yeah. constantly mm-hmm. and you can't escape it so when i think of military stuff like top gun and them all being like sweaty or them all like even when he goes back to her house or whatever and they're like meeting up or whatever like if it, it feels like there's a fan on but like she doesn't have air conditioning in her house no. <laughs> if it just feels like it's just hot and the windows and are open she's never sweating but everybody else is Wow. And she's wearing like sweaters wow. and stuff. It just seems a little, <laughs> a little weird. And then That's like true. in the meetings, they're always just staring at each other. Like they're just staring. <laughs> Everybody has gum, whether they like it or not. Like, <laughs> yeah, who who chews gum like Val Kilmer? Man? I love that this just turned into everything that's weird about. <laughs> Staring. I don't like you because you're yeah. dangerous. Just staring at each other all yeah. the time, sweaty and staring. Maybe we do a yeah. Maybe we do a one-off podcast on Top Gun for Patreon. But anyway, <laughs> uh, thank you to everybody for listening and watching, being a part of TRB. Um, like Lacey said before, all those places, please join us. But also your podcast feeds, audio podcast feeds. Pick your poison, folks. Spotify's mine. A lot of people like Apple, SoundCloud. We're big over there. Whatever you like, it's free. Two episodes a week. Sometimes some extra stuff. Uh, but be sure to subscribe. And more importantly, share with a friend. Spread the word. Because that's how we grow and we appreciate it. Uh, make sure you're also going to StarWarsNewsNet.com for all of your Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. Uh, as events pick up and stuff like that, we'll do coverage there as well. Try to bring people into the Star Wars Celebration experience next year if you can't go. All that good stuff. Star Wars News Net. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey and writing and editing at StarWarsNewsNet.com. And tomorrow, uh, putting out an episode on Wayne's World on my movie podcast, Just Like the Ooh. Movies. So go check us out again, anywhere you like your podcasts. Uh, Lacey, let's go to you. What? Uh, where are you at? People can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin. James. 
Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Myra Trunks, and as always on the Bad Batch Reaction Show every Friday. Oh, Excellent. and I'm interviewing Hasbro this week at some point. <laughs> forgot about that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a brag. Just, that's, I just forgot. That's not a brag. That's literally like I feel terrible for forgetting. Um, are, later are this you week. Continue, are you going to continue to ask them about the Force Effects Ray Lightsaber, or now that you have one from Galaxy's I've Edge? I've the... actually only asked them about that once. That has happened one time. I've asked once. I'm not the person that keeps asking. Um, no, I'm not going to keep asking them about it. I've asked okay. them once and they said no, and then they have rules. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm sure the Dave Filoni thing is going to be a big talking point. I really want to ask them certain questions, but I don't want to say them out loud because I don't want other people to take my questions. Smart. I like your style. Yeah. I like the cut of your jib. What? Um, That's a phrase. Look it up. That is not a phrase what is it a cut of your jib is a phrase what does it mean i like your style i like how you operate what does jib mean i don't know what a jib is but it's obviously a piece of i'm asking john john what's a jib what's a cut of a jib it's a phrase that's you can't use phrases if you don't know what they mean it's one of That's those things true. like no how, what does this mean James, it's like I wasn't when you saying say that you can't say that I, I i appreciate your explanation i'm asking john because he's the one that used it so casually in a fra- in a in a conversational way what is a jib it's it's like someone's appearance or Did you style just google it because i saw the screen light up your face when you <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm googling it now and I'm, is it a sale <laughs> yeah it, it looks like it's some sort of nautical term <laughs> yeah yeah anyway it's a phrase so um <clears throat> thank you to everybody we will be back on thursday with another episode uh where we're gonna uh it's a discussion episode you know what we do here so enjoy your weeks and we'll see you thursday morning with another episode right here on trb we'll see you around kids <laughs> <laughs>